I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. For another one of our old school podcasts, I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my good, good buddy, Chief John Salka. And uh, John, we, uh, we, we, we had a good conversation the other day about tactics and strategy. And um, one of the questions that comes up when we're kind of roundtable it with some of the firefighters in classes uh, or doing our virtual stuff, which we're doing a lot of right now. Uh, by the way, folks, if you're interested, just give us a shout. And we'll see if we can work things out with you to do some virtual classes for your folks. Uh, via zoom or whatever whatever platform uh, those have been going those have actually been going really good haven't they john yeah absolutely um but uh, i guess uh one of the things that that pops up uh we do plenty of uh or spend plenty of time john talking about stretch initial tack line the first five minutes you know um the importance to get water on the fire the primary search you know the roof roof ventilation you know all the all the First, 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 first engine, first truck, first chief, you know, all that stuff. But um, maybe it's time, and I know you and I just talked about this, <coughs> excuse me, that we spend time talking about the role of the second line. Because I, I think there's some confusion with some folks as to when you say second line, some think it's strictly a backup line. Some think it's strictly a firefighting line. <coughs> and and I, I, think you, I think you have to have, like you and I have always talked about, that fire ground flexibility, you know, let the fire tell you what you need and then you grab what you need to grab, right? Absolutely. And, and an important distinction you've already mentioned, but I want to emphasize it more, is what actually that second line is going to be. Second line just means it's the second line being pulled at a structural fire. The second line could be at a, at a really good frame, one and a half story private dwelling, a really good house fire. The second line might be to protect an exposure because there's a lot of fire coming out a couple of windows on the side of the building and, and the house next door is, is literally getting ready to light up. That could be where the second line goes. Now you may have to quickly stretch a third line to do something more, not more important, but tactically to get right into the building, maybe to back up the first line, maybe to go to the floor above. So, and, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to cut this part of the conversation short because it's really, really important. People say, get me a backup line. You, you can't call it a backup line. I, I wrote an article called the second line and it's not a backup line unless you're having it stretched for a, to be the backup line as its purpose. If now, listen, when I was in the Bronx, I, I, I commanded a lot of fires in the Bronx. I had great companies and I, and I love mentioning them by name. I, I mean, I was the captain of 48 engine and I didn't, I did run in with them. They were really my first new engine because I was quite a distance away from them in, in the 18th Battalion. But but I would run in with, with great companies. And, and I love mentioning a 46 engine because they were, they were just 
They were just a real, it's just a great place. 27 truck and 4,600, you're just a great place. Not even in my battalion, but I would run in with them all the time. And if I had a working fire, 45 engine was first due, 88 engine was first due. If 46 engine came in second due, they would invariably help stretch that first line. And then a second line would appear in front of me. The boss would be like, chief, we, we get the second line right here. Thank you. Now, I didn't order the line. I, I didn't, you know, there was no actual need for it right away. But but I always did. I, if, if I had a fire where one line was required, I always made a rule. It was a rule for myself. If one line is required, two lines are required. You have to have a second line stretch. So I would have that second line stretch to the front of the building, un, un, unlabeled, untitled, no assignment, except get me a line to the front of the building. And I would have 46 engines in the front of the building, often without my even asking, they would, they would deliver a line to the front of the building. Now they were available for whatever I wanted that second line to be. Whether it was, you know what, protect exposure too. You know what, get in there and help 48 with their line. They need, they need another line to help push down the hallway. Or, you know, 58 just, just uh, told me I got fire on the floor above. Get to the floor above. Get to the third floor with that second line. So the, the first thing as into commanders that you need to know, and, and company officers should understand this as well, that just because you're pulling a second line doesn't mean you are a backup line. So, so don't call the second line a backup line. It's just like not calling it an exposure line, not calling it, uh, you know, a line for extension on the floor above. It could be any one of three or four or maybe even five different things that, that it could possibly be. I mean, I've said I've I've stretched the second line. I've ordered the second line. Just get into the interior, find a window into the shaft and operate into the shaft because the fire in the building had vented into the shaft. And I had three or four window frames going on the floors above. I didn't, I didn't really need them to get into every building, every, every apartment above immediately, but I wanted them to put that fire out in the bottom of the shaft that some fire had dropped into and was really going pretty good. So, so there's a second line that simply got into the building. I think they went to the floor below the fire because they were able from there to operate their line down, knock the fire down at the base of the shaft, and then operate their line up in the shaft and extinguish all the window frames, you know, at least, at least initially. So you know, we're going to go on from here about all the other things that are, that are important about a second line, but, but know that a second line can go just about anywhere and be called just about anything. Well, and I think, I, I like you, you talking about, cause you and I have talked about this plenty of times and we're on the same page with it. The distinction of the, the difference between, you know, big, there's a big difference between a second line and a backup line. You said, I used to say, guys, backup lines, backup, second lines can do just about anything you need them to do. Now, that being said, John, let's talk about some of the key points that have to be considered, uh, just like you do with the first line. You know, you you know when you consider stretching initial attack line, you got to make sure number one, you got water, whether it's tank water or you know sustainable flow, like from a hydrant or porta tank or whatever that kind of thing. Um, so, how much you know? What do you have flow wise? How long are the lengths? You know, you've you've got a specific firefighter in the Bronx. In New York City, that actually counts the links because there are no pre-connects. But when you get to your volley joint, pre-connected, a lot of, you know, I'm saying that, you know, 200 foot or whatever, so on and so forth, knowing the size line, how, you know, the length, what it's going to do now is all this stuff, you know, is important. But let's talk about that backup line or that second line. Uh, there's a couple of very important considerations. Let's talk about the backup line first, because I think that one is a little bit, uh, less time consuming talking about that one when it comes to the backup line, but you know, the whole point of John, it needs to be the same size or greater if it's going to be a backup line. Correct. I mean, right. you can't, that, that, that's, 
that's a rule. I don't know if it's NFPA. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I, I rarely, first of all, I, I never really think about that rule. Anytime you're on a working fly, you got to, let's, let's just say you still got inch and a half line. There's people out there that still have inch and a half line. I don't, I don't know why you, you wouldn't have inch and three quarter, but let's just say that then you, then your next line is probably going to be inch, inch and a half line. Or maybe you got one inch and a half and the next one's going to be inch and three quarter. We, we stretch our first line inch and three quarter. Our second line is what? 99, 99.9% of the time. It's another inch and three quarter line. Once in a while, you'll stretch a larger line. That have to be a, a, a rare situation, but the point is, is that's what it would that's what it would be. But don't go smaller. Say again. Don't no, go smaller. smaller. The fact that you need a second line to go do something else means you probably have a developing situation. And and why in God's name would you stretch something smaller than the initial line, right? I mean, well, because some yeah, you've seen it. You've seen the videos where they've stretched maybe a two inch line or or two and a half, you know, to do something, and then it's it's it's. Someone reaches up and grabs something they shouldn't have grabbed, you know, and stretches something that, you know, it, 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 it less flow, I guess it is. No matter what size it is, less flow. Right. And you and I know you can't use uh, videos of any sort, of any kind from anywhere. You can't look, use videos as any kind of a uh, standard because just about anything can be on a video. We have right. seen, you and I, and, and I'm sure our listeners have seen awesome, great firefighting caught on on videos, right? You're like, wow, what a training. This is like a training video. And I've seen videos where I was in physical pain watching what these guys were doing. I was like, oh my God, I hope, I hope nobody's got their windows open in this neighborhood. Nobody's watching what these guys are doing. They'll be fired, right? So certainly a video could be good, it could be great, or it could be awful, you know? Well, exactly. So we're talking backup line, you know, a backup line has to be the same, I would say the same length same size or greater. Okay. And it's there to back up. So before we move on from that one, John, if you're ordering a backup line, 45 engines in there, you got a shitload of fire, right? You got everything on and you order a backup line for them. Talk to us about what are you expecting positioning wise? You know, um, cause again, we've, we've got a lot of younger firefighters, you know, brand new, God bless them. The future of the fire service, these young men and women listen to our show you know, someone may not have explained to him, look, if I tell you to pull backup line, do I slide up next to the, the first crew? Am I back behind him so many feet? Am I, am I flanking him? What am, what am I doing? So just talk briefly about what do you expect from any crew, brand new, younger guys or more experienced when it comes to positioning on a backup line? All right, l- l- let me first say that I, I can probably count on one hand the number of times that I ordered a backup line into position at a fire. And, and, and I'm not sure if, if all five times I, I even said the word backup line. Now, so a backup line is a line that's going to the same location as the first line to do what? To back them up. This is not difficult stuff, okay? Meaning they're calling for it. You know, four, five, ten to battalion one, eight. Go ahead. We need another line in here, chief. We got we a lot of a lot of a fire and all right, 10 four. I got to get 48 on the way. So I'm going to tell 40, 48, get in there, stretch, stretch in where 45 is. Now, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. He's going to have to figure that out when he gets in there. 48 is going to have to talk to 45. Right. The two officers are going to have to consult when they get in there. 48 to 45, we're here. Where do you want us, Billy? Go to the right. This is a gigantic room. We're moving off to the left here, but we got a heavy fire load here. We, you know, All right, good. And, and that's going to be that. That's a backup line, okay? As I said, I, I think I did that maybe, maybe five times in, in however many years I was a battalion chief, 15, 16 years, all right? So, so a backup line, I don't want to call it rare, 
People use the term all the time. I think the term is used a lot more than the actual tactic is used. That's one. So like you said, it's going to be a similar, probably a similar stretch. If you, if they stretch four lengths of infantry quarter, you're probably going to go get away with four or five lengths yourself because you're going to the same place. And you don't yeah. want to run short if you're, you know, if you need to work with them or alongside of them. Worst thing is be 50 feet short because you drug a 150 footer off the front bumper or whatever, or off your, one of your pre-connects instead of another 200. Right. And the, and the other, not problem, but the other thing you're going to consider when you're stretching hose lines, particularly pre-connects, and that's what everybody in the world has is pre-connects. I can't believe people don't have more. I, I see a lot of engines with two pre-connects. I can't believe every single engine doesn't have at least three pre-connects, three pre-connects on it. And, you know, if you're shaking your head out there thinking, oh, three lines off one rig. Yeah, these are very big, expensive pumpers. They can they can supply three lines. If and, you've got you the water, expect- some of them nowadays, to have anything less than a 2,000 GPM pump, you know, how many times have you seen, John, you pull up how many fires, how many lines you actually have off a single unit, you know, right. they're not even halfway to capacity on what they can flow and they're worried about dragging lines off another rig. Right. And, and I know there's always a hazard if you do run into trouble, if the, the pump craps out or we get a burst supply line or something like that, all three are going to die together. But lots of times three lines will come off one rig. If you have another conveniently located and, and properly positioned engine that you can stretch the third line off of, by, by all means do that. That gives you at least two different sources, you know, but it's not, listen, some people work some people have mandated rules and all sorts of things that they follow very closely and rules are wonderful things, but sometimes you just got to get a line stretch as fast as you can. All right. Uh, I want to get back to, I want to get back to which one you stretch. So, so if you did have an engine with, with two five lengths and one six length pre-connect and, and they stretched a five length pre-connect as the first line and you come in as the second engine or the engine that's being designated or ordered to stretch the second line. Now you can stretch either a five length or a six-length pre-connect to back up the first line. And the first line is on the first floor of a two-and-a-half-story frame private dwelling. What line do you pick? Well, well, my answer, not the answer, my answer, which is the answer, is, <laughs> is the shorter of the two lines. I would pick the same length as, as, the, as the company that's calling for a backup. Why? Because if they made it to where they are, then I can make it to where they are. Somebody's probably saying, well, why wouldn't you take the longer one? Then you absolutely will get there and you might be able to go elsewhere. And my answer is, well, that's wonderful. But what does that leave on the rig? That leaves another five length or the shorter of the two. And now suddenly up, we got fire on the floor above. We get some extension. Now you leave me with the shorter line to go the longer distance to the floor above. Okay. So if the five length made it for the first company, you you should, you should stretch the five length for the second line because if another line is needed, it's probably going to be to the floor above for extension. And if it is, you certainly need another length. So don't take the long one just, just out of principle to back up the first line on the same floor that they stretch five lengths. Well, and that's a great point. I was just, just going to say, what, what happens if you got to get to the second floor? What if, you, what if it's a multifamily dwelling and you're in one unit and you got to get to the floor above or you got to get to a unit that's further down the hallway from where you stretch that stairwell or that standpipe. And, you know, we've talked about that running short. There's nothing, there's not a worse feeling in the world. There's several, but I mean, very few that when you make it into an occupancy and you got fire rolling down around the hallway and you start hitting it at the ceiling. And that's as far as you can go as the living room and the fire's pushed out of the bedroom around the corner. And you're like, every time it pokes its head out, you hit, you beat it back and you're like, 
well, this ain't going to work. I mean, you know, I guess I could fill up some pans full of water, run it down the hallway and throw it because I'm short 20 feet or 25 feet. Right. And, and I love that random, point you made. You know, what length you pick is not just a random thing. Ah, four or five. Ah, Billy, take the five. No, you got to put some thought into it because you might be, you might be shortchanging the next company that comes with the next assignment. Well, and this goes back, John, that we've said hundreds of times over the years, how important is it to have the tabletops, to have the, you're at the kitchen table and training room and you jump up to the dry erase board and you go, okay, here's our building. Here's the floors, you know, which line, here's the fire, just draw an X. Which line will we stretch if the pumper was parked here? I, I told you, Eddie Enright, I've said this a bunch of times, Eddie Enright, when he was in the third battalion in Chicago, for those that know, absolute legend, one of my absolute favorite mentors, Chief Eddie Enright, retired as a deputy district chief in Chicago, old snorkel squad, one guy, high-rise guru, one of the nicest people you ever meet, great, great guy. John, I, I'd be riding, I'll never forget, I'm riding with him in the third battalion, we're on Chicago Avenue, we're in the car, in the buggy, and he just turns his flashers on, not the whole light bar, just his flashers, and stops and points, he goes, Rick, Third, third, third building in from the from the from the street there. He goes third building, top floor fire, backside. All right, how much hose do we need? And I'm sitting there going, we just stopped in the middle of traffic. <laughs> you know, he turned it. Here's, I'm like, well, okay. If, if my rig pulled up here, if my bumper was here because there was cars and a ladder got ahead of me, or my tailboard was here, it's gonna take about 50 feet to get to the door. I'm probably gonna lose just under a length per landing. You know, I could get up my 200 foot cross there, whatever. And you know, it wasn't even a tabletop in the kitchen. It was in the car. But how important are those? Just you you at South Bloomer Grove and you guys, it's, you know, whatever. You're up there after a call and somebody asks a question. So, Chief, you know, did you see what they're putting up down this? Yeah, I saw that new building they put up to that new multifamily. Well, all right, let's talk about that, guys. You know, if we get a fire on the third floor, the second floor, which line are you pulling? Because all those cars are going to be parked in the way. So it's going to take this much. Get, I mean, Right, the importance of the tabletop just talking conversation is huge, right? Absolutely, and and you know, you and I have talked about, you know, tabletops and using an iPad with with pictures of the building down the block. So so instead of stopping in traffic, you can drive around and walk around, take a few pictures. Then you can be sitting at the kitchen table or sitting on the apparatus floor next right. to the maybe, and say, okay, Billy, here's here it is. You hold up the iPad and you say, there's the fire. He's like, hey, that's the uh, that's the building right down the block. Yep, that's the building right down the block. And, I, and that red X, that's where the fire is. Which of our lines? You point at the puppy. You're standing next to it. Which of these lines would you stretch to that location? Let's talk about it. And then you can get into a whole training discussion over a picture on an iPad, standing next to a pupper on a snowy evening. You don't even have to go outside. I'm not I'm not saying you don't ever have to go outside, but right. even an in, in, interior discussion, even a discussion during an interior drill on a winter night, you know, can get get the juices flowing and get people thinking before they read. Don't just reach up and grab one of them. Oh, I'll take the red one. I like red. No, they're not lollipops. You know what I'm saying? It's it, you got to pick the right one. Oh, exactly. And it's just and, and you know having the ability to you know in your mind measure distances is huge. And you know it's 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 something I think a lot of firefighters take for granted. I think a lot of fire departments, John. And I don't agree with this unless they're brand new people right behind you. You know, the company officer is saying, pull the top cross light, pull the bottom cross light. You know, I've always been a big fan of if I've got a capital lieutenant riding the front seat, I think they have a bunch of other stuff they need to be worried about. The firefighters riding backwards need to be able to go, you know, right. I mean, I know you agree with this. I mean, unless you've got brand new firefighter behind you, right. You, you want to make sure 
most of the time you're stepping off to like you, you tell that story a bunch of times when you were, you were a captain of 14 engine, when you first got there, you turn around and he bumped into you and he had a two and a half and you said, oh, I was just checking. You go, no, you were checking to see if I brought the two and a half. Right. You know, your firefighters know what the hell line they're supposed to break. And they you know? knew what they were doing. That's right. And that, listen, if company officers want to get involved in hose line stretching and which line to, which line to pull and not pull, then do it during drill, train them. Training during drill on which line to pull for a commercial building, which line to pull for a second floor, how many lengths you need. And then when you get to the fire, you don't have to say that. You can say, hey, guys, the second door to the left, take the second door. That stairway goes right upstairs. You can worry about more important stuff, not more important stuff, but but that can be delegated to the firefighters then, to the nozzle firefighter, which line to pick, because he'll be able to look. And you might tell him. Fires on the third floor, third floor, guys, and now they can do quick calculations and figure out what they need. And the only, the only different, although the only deviation for that would be if you turn around and said, Rick, you turn the corner and go, Rick, to grab the two and a half on this one. I can already see what we got. You know, I'm riding backwards, don't see it. So you're telling me, don't even think about entry core, grab the two and a half, but you're not telling me how many lengths, which one to grab. I should know that stuff. I should be well versed with we've said this over and over again. You should know how much hose you have, and you should know how much water you have, you should know how much water comes out of the end. Of your rifle at the at the end of your nozzle. Now, one of the things I want to mention before we go too far, and I've seen this happen, I think innocently, it was a it was an error in judgment or just an error. Okay, I want to say judgment. You know, you're stretching initial tack line. They're inside fighting fire on tank water. All right, somebody's looking, working hard, making a hydrant. The last thing with again, we're talking about the role of the second line here. The last thing we want to do, all right is charge the second line till we have a, a, a good source for water. If we're working off tank water, unless we have a large tank, John, you know, I want to stretch the line, have it, get it ready, but I don't want to take any water. I don't want to fill, you know, if I have 200, 200 foot pre-connect, you know how much water is in each length. I don't want to take any water away from that interior crew until we're out of hydrant or we got porter tanks or we're nursing off a tanker or tender, whatever you call it right then and there. So I, I want to throw that in there because I've seen guys do that where they've charged. I'm like, oh, no, no, we're not ready yet. They don't have the hydrant yet. You know, so we just took 200 feet of, of water filling a hose away from the crew that's inside. And that may be the difference maker for them, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, so much of what we do in the fire service relies on us having the knowledge. Firefighters have a, they have a, a, a group of, I, you know, things that they need to know, right? Company officers need to know all those things and then and then some more things. And then you start going up the line. You get a battalion chief on the scene. You get a deputy chief on the scene. They have other st strategic uh, pieces of information that they need to develop and, and relay or, or order tactics to, to handle. So th there's an awful lot of stuff going on. And a lot of it gets handled on a daily basis at drill in the firehouse or out in vacant buildings or at the last fire you went to. And suddenly the next fire you go to, you're looking back and your probie's got the right line in his hand because he you were about to tell him and he already had it in his hand because he remembered and you trained him right. So that, that's your input into, into line selection and, and things like that is training your firefighters to be able. You, nothing wrong with you turning around or giving them a yell, Billy, you get the two and a half? I got a cap. That There's nothing wrong with that. You're just confirming, you know? And if you're, if you're, and if you're waiting for it to go right, you know, and the only time you pull your hose is when it's hose testing, time of the year or when you have an actual job you're, you're you're in for probably several mistakes or several bad times like you said it's 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 about training it's about stretching lines it's about going out into your still district you know and and you pull up and you see some guy out mowing his lawn and and his house is one of the ones with a with a rear setback right and you you stop you hey you know, look i'm i'm 
Captain, you know, John Salka for Southwest. Can I ask you a favor? We don't want to bother you with mowing your lawn, but I've got a brand new firefighter. What I'd like to do is just have him take our hose line. We're not going to do anything. Just stretch it to the end of your drive to like where your house is. I want, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Where you literally get to pull the hose and go, okay, now we're at the front door, guys. How much hose do we have left? Holy crap, Captain Salka. You know, it looks like I only have like half a length left or I have 50 feet. Well, what if the fire is on the second floor, Tommy? What can we do? Well, all right, Chief, this is where would we want to pull that two and a half off with the Y and extend our line or, get, you know, give us, you know, run, run the two and a half, drop the Y in front of the house. And now I've got more. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, I think there's a lot of stuff we can do with that. Like you said, get out in your district, get to some of your buildings that you're going to cover. Stretch some dry hose. Don't do any damage. Don't go cyber. You know, most people go, oh, heck, yeah. You know, they'll probably take pictures and post it on, on, on Facebook that the fire department came by my house. They're actually practicing. Most places, unless they're doing something illegal, who doesn't want, you know, I, I just don't see it. I know once in a while it can be. But again, if you don't get out in your districts, you know, that's that if you don't, the building you don't get out and play with or look at or pull up or get out and talk about, right, in about a week is going to be the one you have a fire in. It's funny you mentioned pulling hose to see how long it'll go and where it'll reach and stuff like that. And, and of course, I learned something new when I saw a guy that said, uh, oh, take out the take out the hose rope. I said, what? He said, we got a hose rope. He said, they got this big, long length of rope on a reel inside their rig. They carry it around with them all the time in case they see something. And it's got 50 foot marked off with big tape. So they, they, can, they got a three or 400 foot piece of rope with 50 foot increments on it. And they just pull that into the building. And they say, okay, yep, look at this, four lengths. They don't have to touch a piece of hose. They just run in with a piece of rope. So the one end of the rope is the nozzle, the other end of the rope is the end is the end of the line, and, and it's four lengths or five lengths long. Or they say, holy cow, it's only three lengths. Look, we still got 50 foot of rope outside the building. This three lengths will reach here. And that's a great quick, a great fast uh, estimate of, of hold lengths you need to get to what a great point. idea. What a, there, there, again, there's another trick of the trade there. What a, I've you know what, John? I've had search ropes that we've marked 20 with butterfly knots every 25 feet to to let you know you're in 20, you know, 25, 25, count your knots. So, you know, if you do nothing, but, and if it's a non-dimensional uh, directional butterfly knot, you can snap a tagline on it, but what a great idea to have. What a great idea. Just a big it, old black or red 50 foot marker on it. And you can count them one, two, three. Holy cow. This hallway is three lengths long. Look at that. There, you know? there's, there's fire departments. They have rescue, you know, whole, uh, rescue rope that they can no longer use you know, and it's a certain color that they don't use for anything else because they don't want to confuse yep. them sitting in a closet somewhere. Well, we'll use that if we have to tie down something on the pickup truck. What a great idea to just have, you know, what, you know, grab, grab the hose rope. I'm like, that is freaking, and now you're yep. not stretching, you're not out of service. You're not stretching line. Yep. You know, I forget who I heard that from, but it was a great idea. I pass it along all the time. Oh, what a great, what a great idea. And I've, I've told guys, every fire engine, every ladder truck should have a wheel. A, and I, I talk about a measuring wheel, you know, first of all, for doing pre-plans and fire inspections, but they have the wheel with the big wheel on it. So you could go right across over grass, you know, and go how far, you know, when we talk about strip malls, you know, how much lining to get into strip mall. Well, how to get to the back of a strip mall, it isn't as deep as you think it is, you know, if you actually took a wheel and rolled it from the front of the store to the back of the store, but God, there you go, folks. Another great idea, a hose rope, take an old rope really doesn't matter in a diameter, you know, and, and, and mark it every, like you said, every 25 or every 50 feet, if you just did 50 feet, you know, just do 50 foot, like your hose, there you go. You know, Absolutely. Um, what a great idea. What a great idea. Well, there we are. We talked about the roll of second line, you know, making sure, you know, 
for those of you that do use the term second or backup, what, you know, like John said, is it's not as much about a title of what the line is you're grabbing as what is the task you want it for? If I say a second line that should come with to back up the crew on the second floor or to get to the second floor and fight fire or to get down a hallway like Johnson in the shaft, I think John, you, you hit it on the head. To, describing the task you need is, is more important than saying backup versus second give you a second line and they should be able to go, okay, hey guys, grab the two and a half on this one or whatever, or grab the instrument. Right, right. And I got one more thing to add. Conveniently, the FDNY, we don't have pre-connects. So I know we're one of the few, but we don't have pre-connects. So when 46 engine stretches the second line to the front of the fire building and I'm standing there and I get the boss say, hey chief, 46, we get the second line, we're ready right here. Okay, thank you, 46, stand by. They don't have a prescribed number of lengths. They don't have to be careful which hose they pull. When you pull a when you pull an inch and three quarter hose in the FDMY, you probably got ten. You probably got sixteen lengths of hose on that line, and you break it wherever you need it. So they'll pull to the front door a couple of lengths, nozzle back up two or three lengths, and then if I tell them, you know what, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to kill you guys, but I need you on the top floor with that line. You got a chief. He'll turn around, tell his control man, we need three more lengths, and he'll break it three more lengths back versus oh crap we pulled the short the short pre-connect we don't have pre-connect so we, so we don't have to worry about that but but for the majority of the fire service you know where i'm going with this well that's my point my point is if you if you're not like us if you do a pre-connects two four lengths or two five lengths and one six length you better pay attention to which one you pull because we don't have to pay attention but you do if you have pre-connects you better know which one you're pulling a long one a short one or you may be pulling a line that you know is not going to reach. It's the longest one you got, and you know it's not going to reach. And you're going to have to go for an extra length of hose out of somewhere else, you know? Exactly. I, I, again, this all goes back to what we've said over and over again, training, knowing your weapons, knowing your hose lengths, knowing your flows, you know, what do you got in nozzles, how much water you're bringing. And then for, to those that are the company officers or the incident commanders, whoever's running the fire, you know, again, you, you know, you don't have to micromanage, you know, you shouldn't have to give orders for everything, but if you can order a second line, I think it's pretty important to tell that crew what you're ordering it for. Give them the task. Very simple Absolutely. thing. 45, when you get a second line to the second floor to back up 46 or 45, when you get, I need a second line guys, they, they're telling me they got smoke, coming. get down to the basement. They think it's in the basement. They're on the first right. floor. They well, got you gotta, I need you on a floor above, right? Whatever. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of good stuff, folks, you know, if anything, you know, table topic, get the dry race board going. Like John said, and we didn't mention, we don't know them. We love the guys. We love the group. We don't get paid by them. We don't get another free Sims. You share very cheap, like $9, $10 app for your phone or iPad. Like John said, take a picture of a building in your town. You'll, you'll be amazed in a matter of minutes. And I'm talking under fire. You can make the, and it really looks like it's on fire and it's your building and you can, you can, change the smoke fire however you want or just screenshot it and take one from the back or have multiple pictures what a great device like john said to be able to just sit down and let's talk you don't have to have an actual building with fire shooting out of it right, you know right. to make your point you know let's talk about the buildings we have tabletops dry race boards training is huge so hey, all right buddy email if they want to get a hold of you chief john salka at gmail.com and I'm Chief, I'm Chief Lasky at gmail.com. And we both have our websites and we're all over social media. So if you need to get a hold of us for a class or whatever, uh, please do. Um, I On my website calendar at prideownership.com or on my Facebook page, 
my my uh, not my personal, but the the pride ownership one. I post all my classes, but I post the classes that John and I do together that open for the general fire service population. If we're doing one specifically, like we're doing a eight part leadership program at Lynchburg, Lynchburg, Virginia. What a great group, John. How about it, huh? Yeah, very nice. God, what a great group in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, we don't post that because it's not open. It's 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 officer training for them. But if we post it, it's there. So if you see that, the contact information is on there. If it's in your area, you see the topic, you know, all you do is contact Chief Swanson and he'll say, yeah, yeah, come on out. Or it's $25, covers the lunch, whatever. We'd love to see you there. If you want us to come out and do a program for you, do something virtual, get a hold of us. We always appreciate you tuning in, spreading the word about what we're trying to do. Just old school talking shop. That's just what we're doing, sitting back talking. So we end all of our programs with a very, very important phrase. And that is, and we mean it with, 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 with all our hearts. Please keep the men and the, and, and the women in our armed forces in your thoughts and prayers. Um, I think sometimes we tend to forget about though that 1% of our nation's population that actually serves. Uh, God bless you if you do. And if you have, uh, remember, never forgetting means never forgetting. And we'll see you next time. Take care.